Hi guys, Sean from DNS Strength Collective, one half of the DNS podcast. On this episode, we've got Luke Reynolds. Over 10 years of experience in strongman in Australia and competing around the world. We chat to Luke about his injuries, his time in the sport, and his journey through the years, even though Mike doesn't like that word, and he does make note of it. You're going to need to listen to me drop myself in it a couple of times. The boys have a good laugh and some really good stories. It's another long one, so we hope you enjoy it. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share for us. Don't forget to check out the YouTube video at DNS Strength Collective on Instagram and dnsstrength.com for all your apparel needs. Keep an eye out for some new drops coming soon, guys. Enjoy. I'm not sure if you're fucking eating, eating curries all morning or some shit. Mate, I'm Monday night. I'm going to try it on 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 Monday night. One thing I miss from from England was <coughs> it'll be a regular Saturday night. It's like the most fucking common thing over there now, eh? I watched a show on it recently. Yeah, yeah, it's real popular. It's not the natural dish. It's like chicken tikka or something. Yeah, I think it'll be far off. Yeah, yeah, chicken tikka and then fish and chips. It's a bit of a yeah. uh, that's like a, a standard Saturday. Just you know, go, go out a few drinks and then finish the night in the curry house. I see. You go you go to the Sunday football. You go for a few pints afterwards, and you stumble home past the curry house. Yeah, massive stack of poppadoms. I fucking, when I was down in Melbourne back in March, I um, <coughs> did the same. I fucking was down there for the Arnold, which never happened anyway. <laughs> so I just went down and hung out with the lads and that. But then, <coughs> yeah, one night I just went back past this Japanese fucking curry house at like one in the morning. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to regret this. <laughs> Looked around, this was the best thing I ever fucking eaten in the world. Just a big stodge of food. Yeah, absolutely. Tastes good. Lots of flavour. Yeah. Sauces. That time of day, who gives a fuck anyway? Right? Yeah. Definitely clears you out the next day. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do hotel bathroom, that's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> you mix the Guinness with curry, and Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's a couple of days after. Coming up like that microphone, mate. <laughs> Sideways. Yeah, that is the plumber's problem. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm renting, luckily. <laughs> Actually, after that woman's comp. Well, we went back to the Fiddler. We ran a breast cancer charity comp here. Fiddler, man, that's going back. Yeah. yeah. 100 point club. It's right around the corner from us. Oh, yeah. So we stopped there on the way home, just to sort of, you know, a few post-comp beers. Yeah. The wife and kids came. They went home about four o'clock. Dan and I kept going. Stole the iPad from behind the bar. And the next morning, I was like, Jesus Christ, how many did I drink? My ass hurts. <laughs> So we had a little tap at the 100 point club, didn't we? Yeah. Well, I got to seven. I had seven or eight. You had... On ten or eleven. You definitely made up for me. Fuck, that's not bad. Fuck yeah, you switched to the Canadians, didn't you? Yeah, Canadians are back to the largest. They seven. go down real easy, the Canadian horses. Yeah, they're good. They're sweet. Gives you a little bit of a boost. Yeah. But then when I got the Coronas... Yeah, that was. And then they argue with the bar staff because they won't let you take the fireball away from the the bar. You can only yeah. do shots at the bar. Yeah, what was that about? You can only do shots at the bar. Fuck can't man, take I'm them back to the table. I'm surprised you can do fucking shots at all anymore. Yeah. Let uh, people yeah. carry on. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <coughs> Let's take a few shots back to the table. Let's no, sit there. Come on, Sean, bring it over here, mate. I can't <laughs> bring it over there. Stop fucking it. I just couldn't operate my legs. <laughs> 
bring it over here, mate. It'll be alright. Yeah, bring the phone. I can't bring it over there. I can't bring it over there. I can't bring it over there. We recorded already. I just hit go and then I'll no, cut so. it when, when we're whenever. Let's go with our eating and drinking habits. <laughs> mate, even everyone knows our terrible yeah. eating and drinking habits. They're do? well documented. What do you think? <laughs> so, how are you feeling? What what injury are you currently coming back from? Because we had a good chat to Gov about injuries. Yeah, yeah. What's like, your your you got a laundry list? What's your latest? Fuck yeah. Well, so <clears throat> the last three are the, are the ones that I'm. It's it's actually been reasonable to have this break. Yeah. Due to COVID, because I'm not actually missing anything because I would have been spending this time rehabbing and missing comps, but. Most recent one's the hamstring, um, which was slipped over in a fucking hill down at Beechworth. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Is that when you went down with the boys? Yeah, down with Ron and Mason and Cam and Buddha and that. It was a fucking good weekend, but yeah, I'd, I'd overhead pressed a stone out, um, I forget the Ingham's Rock or something like that, just outside Beechworth. It was pretty wet. And I just I pressed it overhead, threw it down and just took a half step back. It wasn't even a big step, but it was sort of a mossy off Camber Hill. And I was only wearing Jordans on my feet, they had no tread, and I just fucking back leg just slid <laughs> into a full front to back splits, which I didn't know I could hit, but tear a few hemis. <laughs> and um and it was sort of I thought it was okay. I was sore as shit, but the next day we went up into Mount Buffalo, lifting stones in the snow, hiking around all day. It was okay, it was a bit stiff, but it was alright, and I just took it easy and um lift all the stones that was no problem and, and then the next day I was sort of sitting there I looked down and it was as black as anything all of a sudden I'm like oh fuck it is actually a tear so. Jesus but um so I've just been rehabbing that for about four weeks like you guys know and yeah it's settled right down there so but um yeah before that it was the pec which um that's I, I didn't have it reattached I didn't have the surgery I could have um but look to be honest I spoke to a few guys Danny Macri over in WA mainly. Yeah. Um, he, he had a huge peck two years ago. And I sort of spoke to him and a few other lads that have done the same injuries. And, you know, because I, I literally, two months earlier, I only had my bicep reattached my, for the second time, like the other one on my left arm. And I was just getting back into training really well for that. And I was like, I can't do another fucking surgery right now. I just, I don't want to go through that again. I was sort of in a shitty spot overall in, in life to be honest like I was having a bit of a low point and I was sort of like I don't want to do another surgery and have to deal with that fucking shit again so I was like I tossed it up tossed it up and I went you know what I'm going to re I'll rehab this instead it's, it's still somewhat attached I can still tense it and flex it and I'm I mean I'm back it's not hindering my overheads and it's not hindering my stone lifting so nice. that's awesome I'm back benching somewhat not that you know benching like Michael says is purely an accessory or he doesn't like the term accessories apparently no. but I made me Google but <laughs> <laughs> but now I use it purely as a pressing accessory and so I don't need to be able to do huge yeah. competition benches you know what I mean so it's not really a big deal no goals for big dogs then <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I don't think so I'll go watch that it's a pretty cool component yeah it is head down there look good, at that it's good throwing the weight classes out the window and just yeah. who can do the biggest lifts total Jesus who's the best no, on isn't that originally what it should have been anyway yeah it all got complicated Overcomplicated, big time. I mean, that's kind of where Strongman was supposed to fill the bill as well. It's just the biggest and strongest with that sort of. Well, so the grown, the grown and shifted as well. new, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. It's like last underrated <coughs> last five years, yeah. like even that long, really. Yeah, they're sort of. I mean, not what probably for the last twenty years has been one hundred fives. Yeah. And and even pro one hundred fives in the US because you know they've got a slightly different system to us, but before that it was just 
strongman. Yep. And then the class. Yeah, and then they went, okay, there's some big, sort of smaller guys that don't want to get insanely large, so they went down to, <coughs> they created the 105 class, and then, yeah, it was probably only five, six years ago, there was real rumblings for a, for a 90 class, and then 80 from there. I mean, if it goes any lower, it's a bit of a, bit right. of a laugh, isn't it? It is in, in the States. Because oh, uh, I know um, they've gone lower, have they? Well, yeah. they're looking for under sixty-five or some shit in the dude. <laughs> <laughs> they got a seventy-two or something class. That's it. Yeah, did not know. I, I didn't until I got an email from Jesus someone Christ. who was asking some questions about strongman, and they found um, official strongman's website yep. and all their qualifying numbers. Yeah, well, it's like, do we have this weight class in Australia? No, mate. <laughs> under eight is the lowest here, isn't it? Yeah, under eight. Are they? Are they? Are they filling the weight classes over there? Like, is, is there a I'm not sure. Like I didn't like even realise it was a weight class. Like, if you've got 80s, 80s and 90s and you're only getting, you know, the US, I, I assume they fill out their weight classes regardless because they've got big numbers. But yeah. if you only got half a dozen guys showing up to do 80 kilos, you don't need any less than that. That's no. ridiculous. Just dilute it. I know, it's like, I sort of had this chat with Mike the other night. It's like, the weight classes shouldn't be designed for you to languish down there for the rest of your career. It should no. be an entry point if you're a smaller guy. To push on. Yeah, exactly. Do do well in the the eighties and use it as a platform to build yourself and then push up to the nineties and see how you go there and then one oh five. I mean some of the some of the lightweight guys that I've sort of had taken the piss out of for years, like Ron <laughs> and Cam and and Lee and all those guys, they've um some of them are really making moves to move up through the classes now. Cam's going up to the nineties. He's, he's done a pretty good job of dominating the eighties and Ryan's now making the move to 105. I mean, it's Ryan's a tall guy, as you guys know. Yeah, he's six foot two or something. Like he's, he's got a frame that he could really fill out. So, you know. He's a big boy. I realised how tall he was, and he can't appear for the Arnold's comp. Yeah, realised how tall he was. He's got some brilliant leverages there. Yeah, crazy. Very long legs, Ryan. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's why people go, like, why are you good at stone lifting? It's like, fuck, look at the dude. Yeah. For starters, his posterior chain's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he can reach. Round stones and things like that. He should be doing 200 stones, which he is. Yeah, you know, bloody long arms, Ram. Yeah, big time. Is that a really cool photo from some strength showdown <laughs> where he's doing the, is it 140 or 160 head to head? Yeah. Ping pong with Maddie. Yeah. And his arms, he's basically just give a giant hug. Delts popping. Yeah. Because it's black and white. Yeah, that's his best angles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Technically very proficient. Yeah, exactly as well. That's so it. He's learned how to do things properly and used it to his strengths or used his strengths for, with it, you know what I mean? And pardon the pun, but yeah. You're, because you, you and Jordan hold the Australian Stone record still, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we did that at um, the Adelaide Record Breakers in, uh, I think it was April in 2016. Biggie, Jordan Biggie? Yeah, Jordan Biggie, yep, yep. What's so, the weight? 213. 213. Yeah. Jesus. So, which, you know, it's, it's funny because... <laughs> It's, um, for the last four years, we've cost some stick. Like, people go, oh, it's a pretty lame record. It's like, well, okay, it hasn't been broken. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, why didn't you go heavier? It's like, well, fuck me. Have you ever lifted a 230? <laughs> 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 Bloody damn hard. <laughs> <laughs> Every man and his dog's doing these 200 plus stones in training, but there's not a lot of people doing them in fucking competitions. So, yeah. you know, it's easy to talk a big game. But it's like, and then people think we're overly defensive of the record too. And it's sort of like, we've been hanging for somebody to fucking beat it. I mean, I emceed ASM with Cam Taylor last year and I was, I was devo and nobody beat it. I was, I was really hoping somebody would. And I've, I've said this to him and, and to a few of the lads, I've actually feel the worst for Tyson Morrissey because even at 105, he's been the guy that's really had the closest crack like four or five different times now. And he's had it to the crossbar a bunch of times and, and just not quite cracked it over there with like a 215 or, 
I had, I had a pull on a 220 over in South Africa last year at the Arnold and, and I was just cooked at the end of that comp and it just, I just couldn't get to fully sit in the lap and, and whatnot. I was, and then Novikov came out and made me look like a spastic. <laughs> <laughs> Five reps. <laughs> but um, so that, that would have then, you know, pushed the record to 220. But, you know, I, I think we're, there's some pretty good heavies coming through now and a few, yeah. few more lads pushing those numbers up and I'd like to take another run at it myself and I'm sort of rebuilding okay at the moment. And I, I can see it pushing up around 500 pounds soon. It's one of the part, like the events I was looking forward to at the Arnold's this year was the Max Stone. That's yeah. where I expected it, fully expected it to go, off the back of it not going at ASM yeah. last year. Wow. But um, the guys were pretty pretty baked by the end of ASM. It was two two big days of you know, hard competing and stones usually at the end. So Stoltman just pulled, uh, was it six six hundred pounds though? Two seventy two. Uh, he went to uh, he went two eighty six, didn't he? Yeah, well, so I think at the Arnold in Ohio he did six hundred. Yeah, and then he did at the home. And then the home record one he did. Um, and the he's got a three hundred two or three hundred four stone made yeah. for himself. That's mental, isn't it? Yeah, and I think Mason was looking at making three hundred plus down there as well. If yeah, all, if he was going to be at the Arnold, or they were, talk, they were in talks or something like that. So at that point, you've got to be able to have the leverages, the, the arm lengths, whatever, to get around Stop, like that. Right? Fucking human, man. The dude's like. <laughs> Six or seven, 180 kilos walking around fucking Shred. abs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's an absolute he's young freak. as well. 24, isn't he? He's only a boy. Yeah. yeah. That's not the same thing. Fucking did um, the Africa Arnold last year with Novikov, and then, which he won, and then he won Brazil as well, and then he came and did, took second in Barcelona Arnold, like Arnold Europe, against probably the strongest lineup in, well, one of the strongest lineups in history. You had Brian Shaw, you had Jav Karan, you had Shivlikov, Kielikovsky, all these guys there. And then a week later, he flew to Europe and won Junior World's Strongest Man under 23s. <laughs> yeah, like, now, I don't know, fell off my chair. I was like, that was in the same year. It was like a, a week later, it was in the same year. <laughs> That's crazy. What the fuck, Robots. man? Like, I knew you were reasonably young. I mean, Kielikowski, what's he, 25 as well? Yeah, he? same sort of age as Stolman, yeah. Outrageous, man. Outrageous. It's going to be a good few years there. Those guys are the future, like we talked about the other day. Yeah. Luke Richardson's another one. You know, there's about five. Evan Singleton's another one. He's not quite as young, but there's... There's this sort of group of young dudes coming, coming through that just tightens, you know what I mean? So, so good to see. It is. It's good because it sort of guarantees the the, the future of it for the next block, yeah. you know what I mean? You sort of go, well, who's going to be the next freaks? Because, you know, you've got Thor, Eddie, and all those guys sort of, and Brian, you know, they might be on the back end now, and like, well, who's next? Well, fuck, there's heaps coming through, so. How old's Thor? 31. 31, 31 there yeah, yeah. Well, see if he comes back after his his boxing match. He said, he, didn't he say he, was, he came out and say he was retired or something after all that stuff that looked right in the media? I, I, think he, I think he's pulled away from Giants Live and World's Strongest Man. I, I mean, it was, it, was, yeah. it was pretty ugly, wasn't it, really? Like it the was. shit that went down there. It wasn't necessary from either side. No, they basically they saw a big paycheck. Yep. Um, Used it. I, I, get, I get one to set your family up and yeah. you're not, you're not going to make that much in Strongman. Yeah, but I don't know that, but at the same know, time that they're short of a quid anyway at the moment. No. Those guys out of anybody in Strongman. That's <laughs> 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 all. Eddie's new home tour. Fucking hell. Saw on YouTube. Yeah. He's doing all right, and he... He's on Cryo Chamber at home. <laughs> but he said... They did a home tour and he walked on the side of the house. And um, he goes, oh, there was a little shed here, but I just turned that into a business, like a, some hair removal, some laser yeah. business. Is Mrs. Tattoo's fake hair on people's heads? That's it. Or something that. like that. He just there's an old shed. Fucking heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just put a business here. Place his hair follicles with tattoos. <laughs> is that is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, Very future, true. mate. It's the future. Stop it. Oh yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching his YouTube. I'll tell Cootie that. We'll fix that. <laughs> 
Crikey! <laughs> Sorry, Coots. <laughs> oh, Shorty. Uh, He's been on fire this week. He's been taking taking shots at everybody. Sorry. What's your call of Patricia? No, he's like, Priscilla. Priscilla, that's oh, it. Oh, bless him. Yeah, well, well. He knows I love him. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, <laughs> where'd it all start for you, though? <laughs> 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 Uh, uh, smooth good <laughs> <laughs> <Can> exit mate <laughs> I can't help myself uh, there's no verbal diarrhea <laughs> take the opportunities yeah. it? Mm. Um, look I started in 2008 early 2008 I, um, a mate of mine Dylan Smith he's still he's still around still one of my best mates and lives in the area and still trains and he um, he kind of he'd moved out to Bathurst of all places and, and was working out there and I um I hadn't heard from him about a year mm. but such was our friendship I we just wouldn't speak for a year and then we just catch up it was like old times which was cool but he's like oh there's a strongman comp uh, at the Bath show in, in March um, and we need some guys to come out and do it. N- not really knew what strongman was much at the time I sort of I'd watch it funnily enough over those Christmas holidays I'd been watching World's Strongest Man it was 2006 World's Strongest Man was on, on telly when I was up the coast and it's like fuck me, this is really cool because I'd, I'd played rugby league until uh, 2003, and then I just lifted after that. I sort of stopped playing after second year of C grade and 2004 maybe, and then I'd, I'd just been lifting in the gym. And I, was, I needed an outlet, a sporting outlet, and training similar to what Mike was saying yesterday. I was training sort of in bodybuilding fashion, and, yep. and but I was reasonably strong, and I was sort of like fuck, where's the outlet for this? And the, the strength scene here had taken a dip between the back end of the 90s when you had um, the Tartan Warriors and, and the Weepix Strongman and, and all those guys. I was watching that the other day. Someone yeah. put up the old Weepix on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I've got some on DVD at home. And That's was, awesome. Um, yeah, and that was like a real golden era. I mean, they had all the World Strongest Man competitors were coming out here doing, doing comp after comp. On, it was on Wide World Sports on Channel 9. Like it was mainstream, you know what I mean? They had big mainstream sponsorship from from Sanitarium and, and all these sort of things. So it was... It was but then during the sort of 2000s, it took a dip and it, it sort of faded a little bit. There was a little bit going on. Bill Linden and Derek Boy were still doing some stuff. But anyway, so, um, yeah, Dill rang me up and said, man, there's a strongman comp. Are you interested in coming out? I said, yeah, fuck it, we'll come out there. And um, there's a guy called Dan Wright. He was a powerlifter living out in Bathurst and he, they'd sort of hooked up and they were running it. And so we jumped in and did, did that comp and, and me and Dylan actually drew for first place. There was a truck pull in it, and there was um, like a keg yoke, yep. uh, like a chain yoke type one, and then keg press overhead, and some stones, and a loading race, and, and farmers walk, and it was, it was pretty cool. So, like, shit, where can we go from here? <clears throat> so, we did a few powerlifting meets in between as well, and, and sort of dipping our foot into anything strength related that we could find, um, because this was before social media took off, so information wasn't as easy to come by. It was sort of the forum era, yeah. and forums were fucking nightmares, if you remember. Everyone <laughs> just get on there and fucking smash each other. Smash right? just like war. <coughs> uh, but there was a couple, there was like Aussie Strength Forum picked up, Marundi Muscle was big in the States, so you had a lot of guys like Travis Altmar and Derek uh, Poundstone, and then those guys were on there. Yeah. Was, Nick Best and whatnot, because that's sort of off the back of IFSA, and when that was all sort of coming back together overseas, and then, um, so... Um, because Dill was working out of Bathurst, he um, he became friends out there with um, a guy that was a padre in the police, and he was friends with Craig Reed. 
Now, Craig Reid had been one of our best strongmen Highland Gamers during the 2000s with the Tartan Warriors, caught the tail end of the, the Weeping Stuff in um, the late 90s, and, and he'd been a pro bodybuilder before that, moved into strength, and then really focused on Highland Games. He's a superlative stone lifter. He's now a really good friend and, and mentor of mine, but we ended up getting in touch with him, who then put us in touch with David Huxley, who was the mastermind of all that stuff during the 90s. Damn. And he still, to this day, holds the Guinness records on the plane pools. I don't know if you saw the post I put up the other day yeah. with the big jumbo pool. Yeah, he still holds the records for that, and he was he was a freak, but he was then promoting by that time. and. Um, mainly at the Scottish gatherings, so we, we, we got a nod to come down to Bundanoon, which was effectively the Australian Stonehaven Championship, and they were looking for some new talent, and they were like, we'll give these guys a chance. So it was right right place, right time for us, and um, we said, oh, fuck, we've only done one comp, we don't know if we're... And they said, just come on down. We went all right there, and certainly didn't win anything, but we met some guys like Aaron Monks and Joe Heffernan, and guys that have been around for a bit then, and... Um, by April that year, through the forums, um, we got in touch with Bill Linden, who was a four times World's Strongest Man competitor, and he was good friends with um, Derek Boyer, again, like eight times World's Strongest Man competitor, and and they're actually running that time, that year for the first time in ages, an Australia's Strongest Man competition, and it was gonna be in Lismore, and they were gonna have an amateur division and a pro division. Um, so what was gonna happen was on the, on the, morning of the of the Saturday I think it was the amateurs would compete and then the winner of that would automatically progress and have to do the pro show in the afternoon um, against the other established sort of pros if you like at the time <coughs> um, so me and Dill put our hand up for that um, some of the other OG guys of the modern era if you like sort yep. of showed their head there Mark Wells like Mark, yep. uh, Mike mentioned I think that was Mike, uh, Mark's first comp as well um, James Graham friend of mine who runs the Old Man of the Stones site. He's, he's since moved back to Scotland. Um, and a few other guys that sort of became known at the time. And um, there was about nine of us in the in the amateur class. Um, and Alan Kleiss, another big monster, he ended up winning the M class. He's a big monster out of Calbar in South East Queensland. And he sort of moved through the pro show. Moved to the States, trained with Travis Ortmeyer for a while, did some powerlifting after that, some arm wrestling. And he's sort of, I think he's finished with strength now. Um, Dylan came second, I came third, so we had a reasonable outing um, at our first Australia Strongest Man in the, in the amateur division, and, and then Derek Boy won the pro show, and the following year I, I progressed through and, and um, did, the, did the sort of the open level by then, they did away with the amateur level because there wasn't enough guys at the time, so they sort of just made it open, and then again that was in Lismore, and then um, by 2010 that was when the Strongman thing was starting to happen, but Bill Linden's end of things, which was Federation of Australian Strength Competitors. Um, it's always been factionalised here, unfortunately. There's always been a divide, yep. so always divided talent as well. Um, but Australia's Strongest Man was always with the FASC, with Bill Linden and with Derek Boyer. And then you started to have guys that became really good, like Dan, Dan Mackray, um, Jordan Steffens, Mark Wells had really come into his own by that point. Um, even LaRue was yep. here. Um, Derek Boyer was still competing. Um, he started to get some quite deep, deep talent for the early days um, in these competitions. And, and then even then went on to World's Strongest Man. Then Warwick Brandt sort of was doing a lot of Strongman Champions League at the time. He was over in Europe, so he didn't see a lot of him here, but he was around at the time. Um, yeah, and it's just sort of just gone on from there. And now it's here we are nearly 13 years later, and I've done 102 competitions and nice. bro broken just about everything. And 102 comps. Yeah, it's Sounds a lot. Like for comp experience. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a lot, man. It's, um, it's a lot of comps. That's across 
probably half a dozen powerlifting comps in that and probably 30 Highlander comps in that sort yeah. of thing and then the rest would be strongman. That's crazy. Yeah, it's... Um, it's what happens... Just because you mentioned Australia's Strongest Man. Yeah. There are a few years where it sort of... I don't know whether it disappeared or records got lost or... Yeah. Um, what, which, which era? Sort of between eras. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing a post... This would have been a while ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, saying, who, who were the Australia's Strongest Men? I want to say, I want to say early, mid-2000s. Yeah. It seems to be, it seems to be the, the records were wrong or don't exist. So, yeah, it was, they didn't necessarily have contests as such to determine who was actually Australia's Strongest Man back in the 90s. It was generally whichever athlete went to World's Strongest Man that year. Yeah. And because back then most countries weren't running Strongest Men mm. from here, you know, anywhere, it was like usually the top powerlifter or the top whoever was putting their hand up for strength or top Highland Gamer or something like that. <clears throat> So the first Aussie to go to World's Strongest Man was actually Joe Quigley, who was a Commonwealth Games thrower and then a Highland Games champion um, back in like 1987 um, when it was in Hungary. So a lot of people don't realise that, but he was actually the first Aussie to go to, okay. to um, World's Strongest Man in 87. He was a superlative thrower, like he was Olympic level discus and shot and that sort of thing, which generally lends itself straight across to strength. Yeah. And he was a multiple time Highland Games world champion and, and you know, he's just a, a top athlete. But then after that, you went into the 90s period. So he had... Bill Linden went to Worlds four times during that period, and you had Nathan Jones, who a lot of people know Nathan Jones from movies and from WWE wrestling um, during the late 90s, early 2000s, because after Worlds, he's he's famous for in 1995, 95, 95, um, Worlds Strongest Man, when they had the arm wrestling, Magnus Samuelson broke his arm. That was Nathan Jones, not Nathan Man. Yeah, so he was like six foot 10, he was a monster. He, he, after that, broke his arm and then he sort of moved away from strongman and, and into wrestling. But, yeah, so each of those years, it was like Bill Linden was, well strong, uh, was Australia's strongest man and then Nathan was in, like, 1995 and then Bill two more times. During that period, you had Derek Boyer was the other guy coming out of Aussie, uh, but he was actually still competing for Fiji at the time. Okay. And so his, his run as Australia's strongest man sort of began by about 2000, uh, but that was more... Not necessarily he'd been winning the console, it was more that he was going to World's Strongest Man each year because he, he, let's be honest he was the top strength athlete and he's probably still the best strength athlete as far as strongmen go that we've had mm. out of our country but you had Grant Edwards the federal cop uh, in 1999 he came out of the Webix system with the Tartan Warriors lads uh, he went to World's Strongest Man in 1999 and um, yeah it just went on from there and then it was about 2007-2008 when they actually started to have the formal competitions again yeah. Okay. So what was the the week mix? What was the week mix? Uh, how, how did it how did it run? So Dave Huxley um, had been doing the whole Highland game. So he was originally, uh, funnily enough, I caught up with Dave again the other day. I had, that's where I got that picture. Um, I had lunch with him down in Sydney because he's well and truly retired from strength stuff now. But so he was he was um, one of Australia's most talented hammer throwers back in like 1980-81. Yeah, I think he was the first Australian athlete to go to um, the AIS on scholarship for hammer throw and things like that back then. And then. As was, as was pretty normal back then. Once throwers were finished with their Olympic careers, they'd move on and go over and do the Scottish Games and, and that sort of thing. It was funny, we had a laugh the other day because he said it was actually an era because up to that point, there'd been about a 10 year slump where Highland Games had almost died out. But then all of a sudden, all these athletes moved over from Olympic throwing <laughs> and there was a glut of super talented throwers all of a sudden there and <coughs> excuse me, all vying for the, um, for the money oh, <laughs> on funny. offer. 
And he goes, I ended up jumping into a really difficult era. I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so then he decided um, in the, it was, I think it was the early 90s, he, he started organising sort of formal competitions, built the business Tartan Warriors, which is sort of where I got my start. And that was mainly around doing um, the stone lifting at, at Celtic Games and that sort of thing. Is that around. still the same Tartan Warriors that uh, Lance is running with? Yeah, it's well, it's sort of the business got pushed over, like yeah. handed over to Lance and Aaron. Um, it operates under a slightly different name banner now because of yeah. copyrights and things. But uh, yeah, it is essentially Lance and Aaron were Tartan Warriors with me and, and Jordan and those guys for years. And David's now stepped back from it because he was okay. he'd done it for twenty five years and, and yeah. moved on. Yeah, yeah. But so <clears throat> um, Dave started. Dave and, and um, friend Harry Mitchell, who was always our MC with the Tartan Warriors, he's a radio um, personality from down south and, and musician and you know, loveliest guy. They sort of had the business together and they um, managed to get major sponsorship by doing big record breaker events um, where they pull the big planes, pull the big trains. Those are the records that Jordan's actually chasing yeah. down with the steam trains. Um, and and those types of things, which they would then have televised on Wide World of Sports, which was their sort of our big sporting programs on, on free-to-air back in the 90s and with Channel 9. But then Dave, with his, with his plane pulls, because they were all Guinness records, they actually, most of those were in um, partnership with the BBC. And um, they would actually fly out here. And so Dave's the only person ever to pull a Concorde. Um, he had the records for the furthest plane pulls, something like 91 metres with 187 oh, tonnes. Oh, oh. He did 87 seconds. I, I still can't get my head around it. One of his plane pulls actually got out of control. They hadn't pumped up the brakes enough like to build up the pressure for the for the nose wheel brake. He'd got it up to such a pace, the plane actually started getting out of control and they couldn't <laughs> stop it. And they're like, Dave, get out of the way. He had a quick release harnesses. And there's blokes running along with chocks trying to trying to stop this plane that's just going straight over the top wall and they're like, fuck it. <laughs> it's a <laughs> mental story. I'm just like, oh, you guys yeah. are insane with like a fucking 747. And um, yeah, and no, nobody's really eclipsed his stuff. I think Grant Edwards since, um, out of the same sort of thing. So Grant Edwards is, is a commander in the AFP. Uh, the Australian Federal Police and he spent quite a bit of time in the States but he's been quite uh, an advocate of um, bringing PTSD out of the shadows yeah, um, because they deal with some really heavy shit just like soldiers and, and all your first responders and so in order to raise awareness for that he did a really big plane pull at the age of 55 mind you um, of a, a huge um, American or RAF or whatever American yeah. Air Force plane um, that was heavier than Dave's pull. He pulled that for about 10 metres, but did that at 55 years of age. And that was, that, was a, that was only a year or two ago. It was just phenomenal effort. Um, but yeah, so they, they got on board with the wide world of sports and they, they built a thing called the World Series. And they would fly out whoever were the top sort of 10 guys at the time. You had Jamie Reeves, Sven Carlson, Magnus Samuelson. It was all the top guys at the time. Wayne, uh, Wayne Price from South Africa and you know all these guys and, and they would fly them out here and it was such a different era because now it's like I'll go over the Arnold and do a pro show but I've got to pay my own way and they might cover the accommodation and it's sort of like it's pro in name only really isn't it but they would pay these guys wages they'd pay them to stay out here for a month in accommodation they'd fly them out here everything would be covered they had huge budgets surrounding things probably bigger budgets than they do World's Strongest Man on now yeah and um and then they would have the guys would do the record breakers they do it it used to be the main show was a three-day event at the royal easter show in sydney so it was always the Easter time which coincided nicely because then they take the lads down they do the bundanoon stones so you had world's strongest man competitors magnus for magnus and guys like that doing 
atlas stones in the southern highlands of New South Wales. It was, it was phenomenal. It was, it was such a different era. And then, so Bill Linden did some of those events. Derek Boyle was one of their athletes as well. You know, they really, really had a really good era there. And, and that went for four or five years. Um, and then I think the sanitarium sponsorship sort of, they finished their contract and, yeah. and, and they sort of moved on and, and they went back to the Scottish Games, more focused on that. But um, yeah, then there was that sort of dip, dip during the 2000s, like you said, and then there's sort of the modern era, if you like, that we're in now. What's the biggest, other than like, it sounds like the the 90s era had better backing. Yeah. Like, other than the, a decent <laughs> backing, um, What's the biggest difference do you find competing these days to some of those those earlier ones, or even when you started twelve years ago to competing now? Um, the comps are certainly heavier now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. I mean, the sports just exploded, hasn't it, in the last yeah. sort of decade, if you like? Um, it's a tough one. I mean, I'd like to say at the pro level there's more opportunities now, but I don't think there is because. Back then, obviously, I wasn't competing as a pro, but back then you had like the World's Strongest Men Super Series seemed to be more prolific. Um, the Arnold Series and the Giants Live Series sort of replaced those, but back then, Strongman Champions League was actually stronger as well in the early, well, early yeah. 2010s. And so that was actually paying better money and it was a higher standard these days, Strongman Champions League, despite still having really good production value and some really good athletes there. And I actually really enjoy competing with those guys. It seems to be pro shows but a second tier of pro show if, if that yeah. makes sense um, whereas the Arnold and, and that sort of thing is tough then you've got Strongman Champions League and then you've got open divisions below that and then amateur classes beneath that um, so in some respects some some um, federations I think have been ascendant recently and others have sort of either been on a holding pattern or they've sort of dipped a little um, in prestige I mean Strongman Champions League sort of sprung up out of the ashes of if so, mm-hmm. they grabbed a lot of their equipment and when that folded and Jamie Reeves and Dougie Edmonds and that all stepped away and sort of Colin Bryce took over Giants Live and Ilka and Marcel took over Strongman Champions League and we'll developed that and, and moved forward with it. Um, as far as in Australia goes, <coughs> it's, it's funny, there's definitely, a, there's definitely a lot more people competing now, but you've also got more classes, um, but the classes are pretty deep these days. The one thing that I don't think's changed, to be honest, is, okay, the heavyweights are probably hitting bigger numbers now, um, but I'm still amongst those heavies. Yep. So it's sort of like, for me, it's just been part of the evolution. I haven't stepped away and then had to try to come back and go, oh, fuck, these guys are now lifting 40 kilo heavier logs and things like that. Yeah, definitely overall everything's gotten stronger, but I don't see a greater depth of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the heavyweights, it's heavyweight strongmen, talented ones are still quite a rare a rare animal. I mean, yeah. it's not normal to be walking around at six foot six, 160 kilos year round, and <laughs> and that's only a mediocre size for a pro uh, pro or open strongman these days for a heavyweight. You know what I mean? Like it's um, I, I definitely think it's still a sport of giants, but um, yeah. So I still think they're quite a rare breed when it yeah. comes to the heavies. I think that's with having the more weight classes. People aren't forced to make that jump. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? true. Yeah, you have guys that are pretty stuck in mm. one hundred five, whatever. That have the potential to put on, you know, decent mass and yep. and compete up there with the with the super heavyweights. Yeah, big time. And and yeah, you see that here, but there's not many guys willing to make that leap. Exactly. And a lot of respect to guys that have. Yeah. Guys like Tyson Morrissey, he's a maniac, but he he'll <laughs> he'll show up to an open show at 108, you know, and it's still be wildly competitive. Yeah. As, you know, and we're talking about a guy that. Pretty much a 380 deadlifter and 215 kilo stone lifter at 105. He can hang with the opens any day he likes. 
but whether he'd be willing to then push his body weight, say he's not an overly tall guy, so he'd have to probably push his body weight up to something like 130 to really be competitive at a pro level if he wanted to, and probably could be, but whether he wants to do that or not is another thing. Love so to see that. I would too. Cool. That'd be wicked. <laughs> yeah. I'm in runs here. I'm like, yep, you get the 105. Yeah, buddy. Keep going. You and 125 kilo run. Run juice is a scary prospect. That would be it. Imagine that. Yeah, amazing to see, but yeah. Jesus Christ, I'd love to see that. <laughs> it would be. It'd be scary to see. 100. Yeah, there I'm you right. go, run. Start eating, mate. That's Precious it. on, mate. <laughs> It eggs like that kid was this morning, bro. <laughs> See that yeah. they did. I yeah, love the characters, kids. isn't they? They're cold. <laughs> characters. I think Ron and Mace have got a mention in almost every episode so far. Yeah, yeah. the characters sort of just like shadow celebrities in the background of everybody's life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what do you think would need to change, we'll say in Australia, mm-hmm. for it to reach the levels of like the UK and the US? Other than like a, as we said a couple of times, like a population transplant, we don't know yeah, the, the, the population. Well, those well that's it, do. isn't it? And it's like when uh, when I look at strength sports in Europe, sort of yep. you know away from the US and the UK, strength is actually respected still. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just a reflection of the modern world, kind of you know dipping into what Mike was saying yesterday, but I don't know the strength is in in general in any part of society is actually respected anymore over here, and a lot of the West. Um, whereas if you're a champion weightlifter or, or something like that in Europe, you're you're really the best respected. And exactly, yeah. they're, they're top people going into it. And and I mean, even in the US, it's it's sort of like people come to strength sports and strongman after they're finished with whatever their initial sport was or their primary sport. And so anybody worth their salt really is, is spending their prime years. Not that you know strength athletes generally take longer to mature anyway, but. You're seeing guys like, you know, Novikov out of the Ukraine and Kielikovsky out of Poland and, you know, all these guys that are these giant young freaks are choosing strength sports as their first choice. So the cream is going in young, uninjured, ready to roll. Out here um, in the US, things like that, people are like, okay, I've just destroyed myself for 10 years in fucking football. Now I'll go over and see if I can survive strongly. You know what I mean? It's like, so I don't know that we're getting, you know, the best people at their best coming through um, but why the hell would people pass up a football career or something like that yeah. to come to a strength sports there's no fucking money in it you got to act like a clown on online and be, <laughs> you know get a boxing match to make any money yeah that's true so you know the obvious one is there needs to be money yeah but where the hell's the money going to come from some mysterious benefactor or you're going to have to get mainstream sponsorship mm. what do mainstream sponsorship want what's the first thing everyone says about strongmen a lot of people take steroids, a lot of people take drugs, that's fuck me dude. You know, there's still that stigma about it, so you're gonna yeah. struggle with um you're gonna struggle with mainstream sponsors. The rules over here are different to back home, aren't they? They're just pla- they're technically just illegal in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah. Because yeah, isn't it on Whereas the personal use in the UK I think is okay. Yeah, yeah so you, you can't can possess but you can't sell. Yeah. Yeah. Any distribution I think is where that's where some guys in the past have come unstuck with the volumes they were carrying around in the boot of the car. I won't drop any, <laughs> drop any names but <laughs> But um yeah, if it was just for personal use or um or okay. <laughs> that's quite a weird uh it's quite a weird law that, isn't it? You can yeah. possess but you can't yeah, so how do you make how, how it? Yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and it helped you. There's a lot of dodgy doctors, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, or you, you know, find a prescription book somewhere. 
find one. <laughs> there you go. I have to shoot myself twice in one episode. <laughs> been that week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in this week, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It's> on Monday. <laughs> that dodgy like deal. The <laughs> yeah, big, this, this morning, that was his training, I go, you know Sean? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> <You're off> the <laughs> toilet. What's <laughs> that? Is that D8? So we've got some uh, D8. 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 Yeah. acid that Zelda gave us. Oh, yeah. See, I reckon that, that, that powder's above that. <laughs> I said, oh, I've had a cup this morning. <laughs> I looked at the bottom of it. So. Cheers, <laughs> Zelda. Give us some April. We're <laughs> making. Yeah. Uh, no, March. 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to come back. <laughs> I was supposed to be squatting. So back then, no, that's a high risk exercise. Let's go get some squatting yoke today. Let's go get some sushi. I'll nah. <laughs> <laughs> wash it up. Just <laughs> soak it up, son. Yeah. I said, if I'm going to be shitting, I'm at least going to enjoy what I'm eating. <laughs> yeah, crikey. Okay, we've got um, Zelda manages the nutrition warehouse down the road. Oh, yeah. She has a big box of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> time I seen Anthony. So you like high stim stuff? Yeah, but I'm not your guinea pig, mate. <laughs> if I am. I this shit up, every time we go in there, he's got a sandwich bag. Yeah, I try <laughs> Sean comes in on Monday, oh, sweating. <laughs> 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 two two slaves to Christmas. <laughs> Could be uh, anything. He's going to come out with an ear growing out my head. <laughs> what was that, Anthony? Do you have an antidote in the next bag? <laughs> yeah, shout out, A. Knock out nutrition in your veins. Love it. Oh, God. oh, crikey, shorty. <coughs> Before I shoot myself in the foot again. <laughs> oh, dear. So what's next? Like, you're rehabbing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say what's next, but I guess none of us really know when the yeah, next one is the at the thing, moment. isn't it? Like, so I spoke to Danny Mack the other day. He's, he's sort of putting together a record breakers over in WA in nice. December. Yeah, and he's got some more lads in there. Like Rongo's going to have a dig at the uh, the log lift, from what yeah, I understand. Yeah, I saw that on his, so- his uh, story. Yeah, yeah, and I, mate, to be honest, the way he's working hard over there, he's going to put up something massive. He's got, he's got. It was funny though. For a few years, a few of us were hanging with him. There was me, probably me, Coco, Colm when he was still living in Australia, and, and a few of the other lads. We were all sort of, and Rongo, we we're all sort of knocking around the same weights and going tit for tat at comps, and and Rongo's just fucking going like this with the log lift. You know what I mean? So. He's a mine. He works in the mines as well by day. Yeah, he he runs a scaffolding company, from what I understand, okay. over in Kalgoorlie. So he, he fucking works hard, man. Yeah. And um, he's in Kalgoorlie, which is like the asshole of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> like four hundred degrees in summer, and probably now as well. Harsh conditions. Yeah, and he just and he, he's, he's a monster. Two two hundred. Is he two two log? Yeah. Two, so when he was in Lithuania last year, he did two hundred seven point five, and won the log lifting champs there, which was a massive win for him. That was a great win. Awesome. I mean, you had like the top 10 guys that hit 200 fucking kilos on the log or something. It was just some phenomenal amount. Yeah. Because I've been saying to him for years, I've always. So, since I sort of carted myself off to Europe four or five years ago to go and do, you know, deeper comps, it was always the advice given to me by guys that had come before me, guys like, um, William Warwick, Brent, Craig Reed, and, and Jeremy Hogg, and those lads. But I always said, look, if you get yourself, no, no promoter's going to, and this is advice to everybody out there who thinks they're ready to go take on some pro shows or, or some high level competition, get yourself there. Because 
there's guys I'm, I'm pretty sure they're just sitting around at home waiting for a knock on the door from some promoter in Europe to come find them. It's like, are you fucking kidding? Nobody's coming knocking, and you're going to waste your whole career. The second, don't kid yourself, but the second you you feel you're ready to have a dig, jump on a plane, take yourself over there, contact the promoters, they'll have you. But you put yourself there. Think about it, they're not going to bring one dinky Aussie over if they can get five Europeans for the same price. Yeah, that are probably at a high standard anyway. Um, no disrespect to, to anybody in the country here, but so. I'd been into sort of Colm, Rongo, you know, Jordan and, and Mark and those lads for, for quite some time. Like, guys, get on a plane and go over. And, and Mark had been over to, over to uh, England to do some comps and, and Jordy's been over to the Clock Off Power Weekend over in Russia a few times and had some great yeah, success that there. Amazing. That's really cool. And um, so I've been into Rongo. I'm like, mate, take yourself to Europe, seriously. Do yourself a favour. He'd been to World's Strongest Man. He'd done Arnold's and all that. And... So we went over to Lithuania last year and we were sort of, oh, I think I was about to go to Barcelona at the same time. So I was sort of keeping up tabs with what he was doing and he went over, he won the log champs, which was phenomenal. And then, but he, he jarred his knee. If you watch his final lift, when he comes forward and stops himself with that knee, it sort of, it sort of buckled a little and he, I think, fuck, he held onto the lift because it was a cracker. Took the win, but then they had a full strongman comp the next day. And when Savikas runs a strongman comp, you know it's not going to be light. So it was <laughs> heavy fucking squats and heavy deadlifts and heavy medleys and shit. And his knee gave him all sorts of trouble. I think he still took fourth or fifth there, but he's, he sort of contacted me after. He's like, fuck, man, you were right. He goes, all along I needed to go over there and realise the depth. Because the guys coming 10th over there would be winning ASM here 10 times over. And um, just because, you know, you got you got guys that are coming 10th that are doing 200 kilo logs, but they never get any limelight because... Well, to get out of Lithuania or Estonia, so you've got to beat someone like fucking Zavikas before you get noticed. So it's, um, I said, it gives you, it lends you a real perspective on, on the depth and talent you need to get to mm. if you really want to make an impact in the sport. Um, so, you know, he was, he was like, fuck, you were right all along. And, and that's my advice to a lot of people. When you're ready, don't, don't go, you know, shoot one too early, but when you're ready, dig into your own pocket. Stuck in. Find a sponsor or do the fucking hours that you need to. That's what I did, extra fucking hours, and drag your own ass over there. It's <coughs> an awesome message. Yeah. It's like Mike was saying though, you just gotta go and do it. You just gotta get on with things. Yeah. Yeah. You can't sit there and feel sorry for yourself and wait for it to be given to you as a gift. It's not happening, especially not in this sport. It's um, do the work, do the time, cop the injuries. Yeah. If a fucking injury hurts you and you don't want to do it no more, well, fuck off then. That's fine. Yeah, there is no because you, time. No, exactly. It's just like. <laughs> But if you're going to get injured, don't sit there doing well as me either. It's like, yeah, fuck, mate, we're all walking around with tons of fucking injuries. Yeah, get on with it. Fix them, get on with it. <coughs> Work around it. Some of the shit I've seen these fucking blokes walk through in these pro shows, I've got a pretty decent reputation for powering through some fucking pain and pretty nasty injuries in comps, but some of the shit I watch these guys, they just fucking sit there like nothing's happened. <laughs> so all the guys at the top, they just got that ability just to power through. Like, Savika sat down in the seminar yep. and said about all the nerve issues, like the scars he had, yep. triceps, <coughs> everywhere. He's just battered. <coughs> and that was like, through his whole competitive career. Well, yeah, Savika, so I was fortunate enough. I, me and Colm did our first pro show was the Arnold 2016 in Melbourne. And um, Savika was in that lineup. And I was like, fuck me, this is fucking awesome, but Jesus. And um, Thor was in that, Radzikowski was in that. Eddie, Eddie did the deadlift? Nah, so Eddie did the deadlift the year before in 2015. Okay. That's when uh, Ben Simpson and Danny Macri were in the pro lineup, and uh, I think Warwick was still there as well. So that were the three Aussies that year, and so it was me, Eben, and Colm with the, the Aussie Kiwi contingent in 2016. And so because the Australian one comes so close after Ohio, so had fucking destroyed his erectors in Ohio. His back was fucked. 
and I watched him in, in back play in, in the athletes thing. He was in pain. He was a massage. He could fucking hardly move. Came out, still pulled 900 pounds on the deadlift from the fucking floor. It's like a full. I was just like, fuck, man, I don't know. These guys aren't human. No, different level. You know what I mean? They all say the same. Even Kazma was saying he never competed fresh. Like he had the doctors <coughs> torn off his legs when yep. they were doing the sumo wrestling. And <coughs> yep. That's, Come on, that's, you, thousand pound deadlifts with torn hamstrings, all yeah. sorts of shit, you know? It's like, it's just. True test of strength. I tore my um, I tore my hamstring a little bit picking up a farmer's walk in, in Africa. It was 180 per hand. I bombed the fucking deadlift. So I had to go first on the farmer's, picked it up, tore it as I picked up, and I fucking raced with it. And then ditched, I couldn't pick it up again. And I was like, walked off when I tore my hamstring, and I was like, okay. Yeah, next, the next one. No one gives a fuck. Truck pulls next. I'm like, sweet. Trucks and tape on there. No sympathy. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, because you, you look at the Arnold this year. Shivlikov, no, he snapped his fucking foot off, and he's still out there winning half the events. Yeah, he tore his hamstring on the fucking. I think it was on the deadlift over in Barcelona. It was like instantly black. He had to be like lowered to the ground, just like fall to the ground for the arm over arm. Comes out, comes like second in that. I was like. Pain just doesn't register. Just nah. bullshit toughness. Yeah. And that's that's what it takes. That's what people need to realise is, is oh yeah, you're tough, you did some squats and yeah, you did some sled pushes and you fucking threw up and yeah, okay, that's cool, but what kind of discomfort and pain are you really willing to push yourself through? Because that's what it's gonna fucking take. Torn muscles, broken bones, who gives a fuck, people walk through them. I, was, I mean, Anthony Furman's a maniac, but he's a classic example. He showed up over in Barcelona, he ended up bombing out on blog because his knee just blew up, but he, he's, ACL was completely fucking gone. He could barely stand on that thing and he still showed up trying to do a pro show. Dude's a 105, really, walking around 120. And then, like three weeks later, he goes back to the States and goes, oh, I messaged him and said, what's going on? He goes, yeah, I had some scans. I need to have knee reconstruction. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Your knee's pretty fucked. I mean, he's done like four tours of Iraq or something as well. Like, you know. And, you know, he's... He goes, but oh, fuck it, I'm gonna go down to America's Strongest Man this weekend. I said, oh yeah, what, you can compete? He goes, yeah, I might. So he jumps in, takes second there. Fucking walk. Like, no ACL. Fuck man. <laughs> a week later, he, he shows up to. Um, oh, he showed up out of the blue. He was only as sharp as an appearance because he was the reigning 105 champion of the OSG. Won that. Jumped in at the 105s at the last minute and, and won that. And then I said, right, you're gonna break now. He goes, oh no, there's an Arnold qualify for Brazil next week. He goes, that's in six days. So I'm gonna go do that and see if I can get the qualification spot for Brazil. Then I might have a rest after that. So he went there, won that, got the qual. I'm like, man. You are a beast. You're an animal. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. the guy you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a lunatic. So, but, you know, he's just torn his bicep recently, but yeah. still in the gym doing dumb shit like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah I saw him the other day. He was in the, the one-arm yeah. press. Because he was supposed to do the record attempt with um, Strongman Corp. He was going to do the block press yeah. block record attempt. And what is the um, record? Tore I'm not sure. I know if it was 105 record or the open, because I know the open weight one's about 360, like uh, 160 kilos or something. Yeah. I think Thor did that at one of the... What are Pleasanton kind of games a few years back? And, um, yeah, I don't know if he's going to go for the one. It would have been at least 300 pounds. But he, I think he tore his bicep clean and did in training. He did, he squeezed in a game show in there as well, didn't he? Didn't he do Yeah, so that thing? was, uh, I think that was a couple of years ago. So this is this is an old season that's now yeah. on Netflix, the um, Titan Games. Yeah. Yeah, so he jumped on there. And that's on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. He's in the first episode, I think. Check that out. He yeah. dominates the first event and then gasses on the. Yeah, he got stuck, what do they call stuck the in back thing? low somewhere in the fucking. <laughs> couldn't even see him on the camera, he's lost. And he's, 
I don't know if it's you know perception of, of TV, I guess, but he seemed quite short and struggled with those high walls. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's not he's not a hugely tall guy. I mean, like I said, he's more like one a natural yeah. one hundred and five. But he again, he's another Tyson Morris. He's he's a guy that goes fuck. I don't give a fuck who's in the comp. I'll just show up. Yep, give a crack you know, and hit big numbers. So. Um, but it's probably you know these guys a lot of thing. The only thing keeping them in one hundred and five is probably their height. Yeah, because if they had the same frame, a foot taller, they'd be fucking monsters. Yeah, you know they've obviously got the balls to do it. So, all I'm picturing now is a one twenty five run. I know it's a sexy prospect, isn't it? It's very sexy. Fucking outrageous. I've been into him. Well, I like every time we have a conversation, Cam's like, well, if I have to go up to 90, Ron has to go up to fucking open. So I'm like, he's already going up to 105. He's like, oh, keep fuck going. Keep going, son. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> You'll have Cam in 105s and Ryan in opens by the year 2022. That's it. Lee Shaw in the opens. That'll be good. That's it. All, they're all coming up and through. Mate, none of them are weak. God, fucking no. strong lads. They're all knocking on 200 kilo stones and just insane in lightweight divisions. It's Mental. fucking outrageous. Because you've done a you've done a bit all over the country. Yeah. What do you notice to be the biggest difference? Like it seems each state has a, a specialty almost. Like you've got some of your best pressers seem to be up Queensland, Queensland way. Yeah. Set better deadlifters, <coughs> stone lifters down Victoria. Yeah. And um, fucking nobody in New South Wales. There's your three. <laughs> Strike your own. Strike Start drinking at least a for it. Ah, oh, outstanding. Um, look, like I don't know what my question was now. Yeah, no, that's it's not yeah. a bad observation actually. It's uh, it's funny because I mean I suppose Queensland could have claimed Rongo for a little while there, and even though he's back in WA and. Um, they had Colm there for a while, so they had a few of the big Kiwi guys up there were doing some stupid overheads. And hey, Eben, is he up there? Or you, was up there? Eben, yeah, yeah, yeah he was up there. and um, Which he never had a... Mon- he did 170 uh, the Arnold, so that was respectable. But yeah. it was never his forte overheads. Yeah. Um, his grip was phenomenal. He always an outstanding farmer's walker. Yeah, really, good, really good deadlift. Like, yeah, 420 or something in South Africa. Like, he was From the second I met him, he was always a, a freak of a deadlifter. You know, So he came over from South Africa like that, but... Yeah, and, and Victoria produced some pretty good stone lifters. New South Wales has always had some good stone lifters. SA with, with Biggie and that over there, those guys have, have always sort of prided themselves on stone lifting ability as well. And then you sort of had Jordan, as well, he's still probably Australia's greatest of a yoke walker. Mm-hmm. Derek Boyer, who was on the Gold Coast, but he, you know, he was a superlative yoke walker on the world level as well. And then Danny Macri over in, in WA is, is actually gonna try for, excuse me, um, Jordan's record at the record breakers. When is that? What, what day is that? <clears throat> so that's in December. I'm not sure. I can't remember the date. But sorry, that's what we were talking about before, wasn't it? Yeah. So Rongo's going to have a crack at the log. And Jeremy Hogg's going to come out and do some um, have a go at the Rolling Thunder World Record. Cool. Um, Which is around one. It's over one forty. Yeah, yeah. It's probably one fifty ish. Jeremy's one of the grip freaks in the in the country. He's always been good. He did mighty mitts at the Arnold years ago and. He's the only other guy that, other than me that's lifted my dumbbells as well. Um, 
so Danny wants me to come over and have a dig at the stone yep. record so I haven't committed to that or even mentioned it to anybody yet I'm just sort of tossing that over in the back of my head and see how I progress like through the sessions and um, yeah so I think he's pulling together a reasonable comp over there but yeah so Danny should have had a go head to head against Jordan at the Adelaide record breakers on the yoke back then and they were aiming for, I think Jordan pushed it to 6.10 or 6.20 or something like that. Jesus. Oh, it's fucking outrageous. But, um... And this is Biggie, Jordan? Yeah. Jordan Biggie, yeah. yep, yep. And he does, he's weightlifting, powerlifting. Yeah, he's a true multi-sport. Yeah. He's Surfers even, athlete. He's even done the odd Highland Games with us as well. Yeah. Um, but his forte has always really been, well, he was, you know, a national level, international level weightlifter. Um, but stone lifting. I think because he came up through the same sort of attitude and era as me, mm. um, where stone lifting and, and toughness required for it was sort of, you know, bred into him down there in SA with, with some of the earlier OGs like Ben Madden down there, who was another really good guy from the mid 2000s and sort of is like South Australia's answer to Craig Reed. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Danny and, and Geordie were supposed to go head to head on the yoke, but like four days out, Danny is. And he's a fucking crazy dude, man. I love him to bits. He's such a great guy. But he, he's had more injuries probably than me and Mike put together over the years. Like, he's fucking mad. Like, at 19 years old, he was squatting 900 pounds. Yeah. Um, just, his hips were insane. But, like, two days out from Adelaide record breakers, he's gone and just done a, a quick, you know, deload on a 550 yoke and blown his fucking bicep off. So he came over and MC'd instead. I'm just like, dude, why the fuck were you on 550 that close to <coughs> Just a mad unit. Um... <clears throat> But I think it's always sort of bugged him in the back of his head and now he's had, he retired I think from the Arnold two or three years ago and now he's sort of, he's got his sights set on some individual records and that sort of thing. So it'd be good to see him back in action yeah. in some capacity, you know what I mean? Well maybe we'll go to no, WA. I was going to say, I'm yeah, thinking of the same weekend as <laughs> uh, Compound Carnage. Or uh, uh, trip over, yeah. Yeah, because I've not even been to WA so it'd be yeah, I've never yeah, been I've cool to get over there and, and fucking check it out. Well, we even want to go over and see Rushies anyway. Yeah, Rushi's over there. It's a phenomenal facility. Mm-hmm. Powerlifting mm-hmm. facility. Yeah, turn it into a trip. Yeah, look into that. Yeah. Hopefully COVID um, doesn't get in the way of well, all w- that stuff. W- Who knows? Ireland at the moment can't even get through fucking South Australia, let alone WA. Mm. No. Um, it's got to build a wall around Victoria and just fill it with water, eh? Kick out now while you can, run. Come and join us. He's in border country anyway. He's skipping over the border like a Mexican every fucking day. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he, yeah, he's right on. He's right on the border, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's about twenty k south, but he works in Albury. Albury. So Albury Wodonga sister towns. They straddle the, the river, the border. Okay. So technically, Albury's New South Wales, and he's in Beechworth. What a beautiful park of country down there, Beechworth. It fucking is. It's a really beautiful area. Quite happily lived there. It's really um, historically significant as well, but it's, um, you know, it was a real gold rush era and, and bush ranger territory off the back of that. And it's sort of the gateway from from the western side to the to the high country there, man. It's just a fucking lovely area. Beautiful. It really is. I'm down there to do that, um, uh, what was the, the big wheelbarrow walk they did? Yeah, oh, um, yeah. what was that? That was to that was to um, pay homage to the um, the old guys that did yeah, it back like hundred um, fucking years ago. Shit, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I can see it now. He went down with um. Yeah, Mason. 
Yeah, Mason did it. Stoltman was there, wasn't he? Yeah, Mount Buffalo. Uh, Luke Stoltman and, and Eddie. <coughs> the older Stoltman brother, yeah. And, and, Eddie, and yeah. Eddie were down there for a bit. Like Eddie Williams. He's a fucking Eddie. He goes, if you put his arm out to point at a bird or something, the tree, the fucking wheelbarrow tip over. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I walked the first 10Ks with him, and they had those two, and then the wheelbarrow at the start. <laughs> so have you seen the side of Mount Buffalo? This is only vertical. <laughs> <laughs> in the wheelbarrow. Eddie and uh, Luke. And Luke, they put them along in the wheelbarrow. Ryan and Mason put them along. Oh my word. Because I think the original one was one bloke bet he's made in the pub that yeah. he did push him the whole fucking way and the other one goes, oh, I bet he's the fucking wheelbarrow. She had a load, that was it. Yeah, and um, it was funny because we sort of drove the course on the way to Mount Buffalo. I can't believe you fucking blokes did this, it's unbelievable. And then you get to Mount Buffalo and it is steep as shit. Mm. And they did it the same time of year. It was fucking chucking down with snow. It was cold. Cold, windy, fucking horrible place. Seeing the photos and the videos. Yeah. And um I'm, Yeah, mate, so you wanna jump in? I'm like, no mate, I ain't gonna do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> get him there. Uh, I didn't say that he was pushing I think he was pushing Luke. Yeah, so it was probably topping out at like 180 kilos. One <laughs> yeah. time, it's not a little man. No, <laughs> big school. Eddie's Eddie's knocking on the door of 200 probably. Crikey. I would have been a respite for him then. That's right. Well, there we go. Subbing the lightweight. Eddie's, <laughs> Eddie's uh, late. Is he 30? Late 20s? Eddie. Eddie, yeah. yeah knocking on, I think he had his 30th the other day. <clears throat> there you oh, go. He's mm. relatively young. Big time. Big time. Luke's about my age, isn't he? Luke's. A year younger than me, he's 34. Yeah, 34. Yeah, okay. My name's younger brother's 25, 26. <laughs> what are you, 35? Yeah. Yeah, so. <coughs> I can feel every day of it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got half your injuries. My excuse is kids. Stress. Yeah. Mental breakdown. Yeah. Becoming a so teacher during COVID. Just, just um, chalk all your faux pas up today up to your fucking stress levels. Yeah, I'm going with that. Locked up with the kids. And I see Sean's heart rate. <laughs> Stop the audio. Who's locked up with his heart rate monitor? We were fucking four fucking triple O. Gotta have some fun, ain't ya? Absolutely. It's all stories in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. <clears throat> maybe record breakers. See how you see. Yeah, maybe record breakers. It'd be good. Uh, see, I would have expected since Australia was sort of coming out the other end of COVID that Australia's strongest man may have run. Yep. Um, in November or thereabouts, whenever it usually runs, and but that's usually Melbourne based. So, I was going to venues for New South Wales just for COVID. Right. Uh, we're at Hunt Valley. Um, so is that still a possibility? Minus everybody in Victoria. <laughs> Minus all the big guys. I'm, I'm just to Mace about it. So you know um, the Irish pub right next to the yeah, Hunter Valley Gardens. Yeah, I do. So they were going What's to give us their. It's not a bad spot there actually. Their car park and their outside mezzanine for an athlete's dinner the night before. Yeah, no, it's okay. That's um, not a bad location actually. You're sort of right in the middle of. Yeah. Wine we could have had the room. at the gardens. They've got that big oval. Yeah. With the little. Well, they call them a little palladium. Yeah. We could have yeah. had that as well, but if it rained, that becomes like a water trap. Yeah, it's like this fucking so, runoff goes in there. Similar event. <laughs> yeah, let's do the barrels in water like barrels that. Barrels in water. That's fucking flashback. So, yeah, I, um, they agreed to it. They were, they were open to it. And yep. then we got locked down two weeks after. So, I don't know where Mace was up to with that. 
But yeah, because that could be interesting. I mean, that might be something I'd be interested in. I was supposed to do ASM last year and talk yeah. about fucking bicep training for it, but um, we sort of set off a whole chain of events. But um, yeah, look, I think sort of on the playing the long game at the moment as far as building back up and, and just not rushing. Like I said, it's been a bit of a blessing in disguise, to be honest. I'm yeah. missing on anything and being forced to recover and, and rest, you know, which first time in fucking 20 years I've been able to do that. So <laughs> Could be a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, yeah, I, I know that Strongman Champions <coughs> have already started doing events over in, in Europe and some of the European countries have already started doing events over there again, but... I think Europe's a different kettle of fish and we can't fucking get there, so no. we might be able to get there, can't get back. Two weeks. And yeah, fuck that noise. Quarantine. So I think I'll, I'll just play the long game at this point and aim to do something yep. either here or overseas early next year if it, if it all sort of settles. Maybe back in the Arnold series or if nothing happens there, maybe look to go back to Europe for a little while, spend a month there and do some Strongman Champions League back to back or something like that. Be awesome. Yeah. So, because they often run them in quick succession, you can go there for a month and do two or three of them in a row and good idea <coughs> excuse me yeah it's um it's different it's funny because I um I'm often not to bring it down too much but I often get disenchanted with the scene here because it gets a bit you know yeah bickery as we all know and if that's even a word but and, yeah and all the bullshit sort of seeps in and, but I go back to Europe and it's kind of like you get treated differently and, and the sport's held in different esteem there and Every time I come back from the UK or Europe, I'm falling back in love with the sport all over again. I'm like, fuck, why do I do that? Because now I've got to stay with it. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so I, I sort of get reinvigorated each time I come back. I'm like, fuck yeah, it's actually really cool when everyone's not being a dickhead. So. I had that chat with Tyson the other day. Yeah. Um, about like an event that I want to run next year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I said, look, same as we did for Summer Strength Showdown, no politics. Yep. Any politics or bullshit gets left at the gate. If yep. you bring it down, you can You can, you can fuck go. off too, yeah, absolutely. Um, and he goes, yeah, we, he doesn't <laughs> really get it as much down where he is because there's no other strongman gyms around yeah, him. Yeah, he's kind of an island. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's not even the, the case of being strongman <laughs> gyms around here because you have it... I don't know if it's a New South Wales thing or what, but like people are really territorial. So when we yeah. first moved in, the local gym here that didn't like the fact that we were opening up because... It's like, you could draw a fucking line, like 50 mile radius around here and there'd be fucking 200 gyms inside it. Yep. So I don't know what the fuck one more made a difference. Yeah. Don't know, we got CrossFit <coughs> Nepean, Low Blue Mountains and Zealous all within a block of each other. Yeah, but you guys don't really cross over to any of no. them. They're no. All, they're all clashing. They're clashing, we're fine. Fuck me. We just live in our own little side. You're actually quite a unique product, actually. It's sort of like last round over in North Richmond. They don't even really clash with you. It's like yeah. It's same with Andy with Raw over at um over at um Windsor. There, it's like they're all lifting related, but none of them really cross over and clash, and certainly not with CrossFit. No. It's like um each one is quite a unique product, which is how you cover your own fucking niche anyway. Um, fill a hole in the market, but there's you know there's a lot of just general gyms they're the ones that clash with each other and I suppose they're the ones that often have issues with each other but yeah forget the, leave the politics behind <coughs> fuck yeah. the politics yeah that's gonna, that's gonna kill the you know kill sports don't it fuck man and you, just you know like Mike Mike even sort of alluded to a bit yesterday and, and or whenever you guys spoke to him and and um, Biggie and Mark and Danny and all those guys that lived through that fucking era like we've been through some shit to get to where we are the politics back then made the politics now look like a fucking Girl Scout picnic, you know. <laughs> it's just bullshit. There was, you know, 
genuine almost physical altercations and, and legal proceedings undertaken to, to sort this shit out, you know, it was, it, was, it was legit, yeah, it was proper fucking vitriol and, and it was just crap and it was like... Just ego, it's just the people... Yeah, yeah pretty much, it was like, the problem was so many people tried to actually just own Strongman, you don't fucking own Strongman any more than somebody owns fucking football or, you know what I mean, it's like... You can, you can run contests and you can preside over it and you can decide who's in your comps and things like that and you can own your gym and all that other fucking shit but you don't own strongman. You can't tell somebody they can't do a comp or fucking can't do yeah. lift stones or lift logs or fucking watch it on telly. Like, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. So, you and Ty's going to... Yeah, so he's going to come up for it. Um, when, when are we talking about it? Is he going to compete or is he going to come up and help run it? I'm gonna, so we were talking about it and I were talking about it last week so mm-hmm. we ran a Summer Strength Showdown last year Strongman Powerlifting Weightlifting mm-hmm. all going together at the same time yeah cool but I want to make it bigger this next time so yeah. probably around July next year yep um, <clears throat> seminar for each discipline mm-hmm. and then a record breakers and then a novice and then the actual Summer Strength Showdown with guest yeah. lifters with, yeah <laughs> Yep. So, yeah, he'll come up. Um, he'll run the the strongman yep. part of it, and then I yeah. want to try and get him to do a record breaker on yourself. Um, yeah, it's try and drag Mike out of retirement. I would love to. Fuck, that'd be outstanding, wouldn't it? He was going to do he's our looking, comp at the end of the year. Yeah, our whiskey and weights comp. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. He's looking. Like yeah. Uh, the thing with Mike is he never looks like he's out of shape. He always looks no. as big as the fucking building. Yeah. You can land a plane on his back, it's so fucking wide. <laughs> yeah, my sense. He walked in the other day, I reckon I recognise those fucking shoulders anyway. <laughs> he can't get through the door. Fucking shadow. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, he, and he's just like Dorian. <laughs> yeah. Shadow. Yeah, just yeah, fucking disappears for two years and comes out and he's still pulling yeah. out and the pounds like it's nothing. Yeah, watching him watching him deadlift downstairs, all the members watching the intensity in which he pulls that bar out, it's been fucking brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Is he every every squat session. A torn tricep, you know, yeah. wrapping duct tape around his friggin' elbow and That's the guys. That's a fucking trademark actually. The other day after we had that picture, the four of us. I sent it through to a few people, I'm like, recognise that guy and they're like, Fuck the gov, he is alive. Nobody had seen him for like four years. And then even people who'd only had sort of passing association with him. Like, fuck, he's a dude that tapes his arms up with fucking duct tape and pieces of wood and all sorts of shit. I said, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's fucking Mike. His reputation precedes him for sure. That's like we were saying the other day. It's <coughs> my, my, would have been my second comp ever. Mm-hmm. Um, competed against Mike. And we got to the truck hall. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm new to this, so I don't understand what was going on. It's nah, it's too much like I don't, not going to do it. Uh, and then he just sits there and sort of gives everyone <laughs> tips on how they can do it. Typical <laughs> Englishman, right there, isn't it? Vintage Mick, isn't it? Well, just, <laughs> that just doesn't interest me. He fucking, oh, man, he did it on fucking Arnold in 2016. He's like, I don't want to do the loading, I don't want to do the yoke, I'm only here for the deadlift. But you had to go through top six to go through the fucking deadlift. <laughs> deadlift, he's all suited up, and everyone's like, dude, you didn't make three, you're fucking like 12 because you've done none of the other events. He's like, what the fuck, this is fucking. <laughs> 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 you know? <laughs> Oh, Helps me out with the grip and then refuses to do the truck pull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to tell him otherwise, is it? Just let him no. get on with it, mate. Mate, he marches the beat of his own drum. I fucking love it. You gotta, when next time, if you, you and Ed, little Timmy, we got a member, Tim. Oh, yeah. 
I'd say you got to meet them, I'm telling you. it's There's a 30-year difference, but they're the same person. Yeah, that's yeah. it. He's right. from Sheffield, England. Oh, is he? Similar sort of, yeah. similar sort of talent to Gloucester. Like underground, underground Railroad. You're <laughs> sneaking in from fucking England. <laughs> 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 it's a Liverpool area, mate. <laughs> Slide them in, get them a reason. Slide them in, get out. Come down to Penrith. There it is. It's like those holes in the turf are, mate. They're trapdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Pop up yeah. on the outside of the planet. Yeah, no, he's good value though. He's, he's he's genuinely one of the nicest guys I've met in Strongman. And as much as I, I often I'm quite a critic of Strongman sometimes and Strongmen and whatever the fuck you call it these days. But there are some genuinely really good people I've met. Yeah, decent people. You know, I mean, Mike's really up there. Ask anybody who's ever fucking met him. You guys know. Him. Yeah, fucking gentleman. He is. Um, Danny Macri's another guy. He's probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. One of the strongest guys we've ever had out of the country. He's almost too fucking strong. His body just kept breaking every time he fucking did something. He was just so <laughs> damn fucking strong. Like Charlie. Like, Charlie's the same, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, but like we, like we said the other day, the power with which he fucking lifts things, it's just like... Things are going to break. Just explodes. Things yeah. break, yeah. Look at his tendons. He was always a smaller athlete, Loz, and it's um, just too damn powerful, man. Just Fastest feet in Sean, man. Fucking unbelievable. Those yoke runs, eh? <laughs> no matter what weight they put on him, he's still doing the same pace. Yeah. Another 100 kilos, fucking 13 yeah. second pass on 25 metres, you know where he's made. Outrageous. We'll get him, get him over here. We were talking to him, Dan was messaging him mm-hmm. to bring him out here, and he was up for it. Yeah. And then, what happened? Yeah, he just lose communication, I suppose. And, you know, he had a comp or something at the same time. <laughs> There was something going on. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. we're trying to get him over. You know, I've not met him, eh? I've met fucking heaps of guys, but he's one guy that I'd like to meet that I haven't. Um, he was he should, genuine. You guys should definitely pay him to come out here so I can meet him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we happily will, absolutely. Yeah. No, he's, he's generally a good guy. I was lucky enough to train at the same gym as for years, and mm-hmm. he lived two doors down. And so he was over in... Yeah, he used uh, to train at Swindon Pro Strength. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so that was over the side that you're from? Yes, yeah, Swindon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um well it was about a half an hour drive to like yeah. driving from, you know, here to the city or whatever. Um yeah. and yeah, he he was training he still trains there now. Yeah. And their gym's open up again next week. Yeah, good Post COVID. Oh, so they still haven't opened anymore? Nah. No, they're back up Monday. Fuck me. Same yeah. as Australia, pubs first. <laughs> Priority. Gym's <mate>. last. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they they've been so they were closed before us and they opened after us the gyms over there. Okay. They've been closed yeah, for a long yeah, time. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, because I trained out at, um, when I was in, uh, I was in England in, fucking hell, was it 2017? Yeah, it was, I'm basing, basing it on when I shit. Um, <laughs> they're my, they're my milestone. Track <laughs> the injuries back. <laughs> injury, that's where I was, where was I at the time. So I, I went down to, um, I forget the name of the gym, it's the one that Terry trains out of, Terry Hollands. His, um, was it his place? Was it, was it, did he own that place? No, it was the other one. Um, he still trains out there, fucking... Not Bulldog? Nah, it was um, Evolutions or something, I don't know. Uh, but I was there to train with Charlie Goff, and Terry wandered in and had a chat to him while we were there and whatever, and, but I was training with Charlie Goff, who, who at the time was um, still doing Strongman, he'd been to World's Strongest Man, and he's now like changed directions completely, he's fucking shredded and lean as hell. But um, we were mucking around with stones there in, in the back of that gym, and that's when I first started tearing my fucking bicep, my right one, um, because I'd, what had I been over there for? I'd already been, I think I'd been up to Scotland already and done a bunch of the lifting stones up there. 
And then I came down to London, I was there for a week and I was going to head over to, I was off to Norway after that for the, the IHGF World Stonehenge Champs or whatever and in Norway there at FIFA and I, um, the 235 they had there, Charlie had lifted that a few weeks earlier, I was like fuck I'd love to have a go at that just to do like a, fucking I hate the term, but unofficial Australian record just to have a pull on it and I pulled on it and pulled it to the knees and my bicep went clunk and I'm like oh fuck, fucking hell. So I put it down and went, I don't think I tore it, I'm like I think it's fucking sore but should be right. So we stopped and then <clears throat> I went to Norway and then tore it off on the second fucking day there. But yeah, <laughs> it was um that was when Terry was first really getting leaner and leaner and he was he looked like a million bucks even then. You know when he started dropping right down and started looking more better. He got on stage, didn't he? Yeah, he looked amazing. Fuck yeah, about this time last year, he fucking outstanding. And he recently just pulled four twenty. Yeah, twenty. Shiplakov, yeah. Stretch back up, yeah. A few less undies photos would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, he took a selfie, didn't he? But he's yeah, like, the fucking new... one with Kate. He's <laughs> <just> <laughs> yeah. posing in front of the thing in the bedroom. He walks out naked out of the fucking bathroom. <laughs> 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 they call him Big Teddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nah, he's a fucking funny dude, man. But, um, yeah, no, let's go. I'd love to get Loz over, definitely. The, the community over there. That's, they got a real tight knit group yeah. over there. You look at the videos now with Richardson coming up, they're all up there helping him. He was up at yard with Darren Sadler's yard. He had fucking boy, no, man, no help, man. He's gonna <laughs> yeah. be fucking, yeah, he was strongest man in two years. Oh yeah, he's gonna, he's yeah. gonna smash it. Cause he's about to fucking push that log over 200. His deadlift's just going every fucking week. Doesn't matter what he puts on, he just keeps what, pulling it. Watching it, that's, that's like my highlight is watching his weekly deadlift. Bullshit, it's, isn't it? It's Doesn't matter what weight he puts on, he pulls it, and it's never a single. He's got interest in his well, he kind of, he sets up, rolls it in, pulls it, he braces at the top, yep. controls it down. And then reset. The slack's already pulled reset. and he's yeah. gone again. Yep. Um, yeah, he's going to pull something ridiculous. He's only yeah, going to get better be, at that. He'll be the next thousand pound puller, I'd say. 24 years, whatever. He was, well, he was, he was only just out of the juniors in IPF. <laughs> yeah, he, he won, he won IPF Worlds. Yeah. Um, you know, yep. Squatting. Yeah, yeah 400, wasn't he? Yeah, four hundred. the biggest squad as a junior. Well, he, sorry, I think he was the he was the youngest ever. I think he took this off Litterbridge. He was the youngest guy to total a thousand kilos. Yeah, probably um, was. He, yeah, he did it in freaking sleeves in an IPF world. In an IPF. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Whatever. For whatever. Whatever that's worth. Whatever that will be. Yeah. Yeah. We never know what kind of. Thing, <laughs> but, you know, we assume. All I know is a lot of guys disappeared from the heavyweight ranks when they started popping a few of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Ray Williams lost a thousand, a hundred kilos of his squat overnight, but you know, that's all right. Food poison, not it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, you've got to have some courage. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch you. He was up in Blacktown or something like that. I've been lying for Sanders. can still taste it now. Good though. <laughs> <laughs> Walked in the door. This is the first thing he's going, oh, what's that? Got a nice little curry. Spit the house out. Uh, Told you, leave the empty packet under the kids' bed. Yeah. <laughs> Blame the fucking kids. You can't beat a curry. Good times. Is World Strong's been happening this year? Yes. Apparently. Yeah. November. By Florida. You mail in your fucking efforts or God knows, mate. <laughs> yeah, probably. Florida. Isn't that the heart of COVID in the fucking states? Yeah. Fuck yeah, bring it right in. Yeah. Bring it right in close. That's where all the right retirees go, innit? That's where all the, the yeah. old people are. Everyone's dropping like flies. It's basically retirees and drug dealers in Bring Florida. Bring it to Florida, let's get it all. It's just retirees and drug dealers, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone with their fucking drug runner boat down to Cuba. <laughs> Doris is the richest woman down there. Let's them all in through the back harbour. I can't, I can't see it happening. 
This year's got to be a right off. Uh, well, California's just gone back into fucking lockdown. Oh, really? Um, yeah, they? They're locking down hard. I think a few of the um, people are resisting with keeping their gyms open, but I think overall. Yeah. Um, but Florida, man, their statistics are fucking spastic. Scary. So they're just... 15,000 or something. Dropping like flies. Dropping dead, yeah, yeah. That's the thing, it's a pandemic. You think, oh, we'll do a little bit. Lockdown, come back, it'll be gone. Like, yeah. it's, it's well, it can't be realise until Victoria fucked everything over <laughs> Victoria thinks they're Florida. <laughs> Send everyone south to retire. <laughs> yeah, it's cold weather shit for their joints. And drug runners and old people. <laughs> I know I like Victoria. I love it down there. I like, like country Victoria. Melbourne gives me the shits. All of country Victoria yeah. is, is really good. I can't wait to go down actually. there. Yeah. Only bits I've done. Beechworth. And whatever ten k's away from Beechworth is the so Wharf Mason's place. That's that's Castle Main. Castle, Castle Main, okay. Yeah. He's he's that's about hundred k's north there. of Melbourne. That's still looking forward to going. To Melbourne's funny because like Sydney, you're hundred k's from Sydney, you're still in the middle of the fucking city. Melbourne, you sort of you get outside that forty k radius, and all of a sudden you just hit country. Yeah. And it's fucking beautiful. Beautiful. And then Castle Main's about hundred k's up, and it's I'm spewing because I want to go down and do a trip and pick up that log that Mason's got. Yeah. So it's coming up here next week or whatever, and. Um, with you, with your guys' stuff instead, because I was like, "Fuck, mate, what are we gonna do, mate?" I'm like, "I'll drive to the border on one side, you drive." Yeah, the other one. <laughs> and just shoot like, the fucking <laughs> <the fucking, laughs> cannon or something. <laughs> roll, <laughs> mate, just, roll, just, just get the police boat that's doing the patrol. Go, mate. Can you just ferry that fucking log over there? a cash drop. Yeah, I'll be here next week. I think he said. With our base coming up? No, no, he's mailing. Ah, okay. We'll yeah, go yeah. to the depot again. Up to um, what's the place? Near Aussie Strength. Wherever we go. Position depot, yeah. Yeah, and then we go to the depot, pick up the pallets. Yeah, I'll come out and give you a hand because I've got to get my log anyway, I'll give you a lift. Yeah, it'll be your stuff. Someone, uh, some stuff for Hank, Mm a couple of bits for us. Home gym stuff or? I'm not sure. Okay. As you give me a bit of a a rundown. Yeah, yeah. That name of the suburb is killing me. Smithfield. Smithfield, that's it. Oh, yeah. oh we can get the Lebanese, Lebanese rat. rat. We'll take Luke for a... Fuck me, man. Lebanese Fucking rat. Smithfield. Isn't that in the middle of COVID territory <laughs> now as well? Is it? Yeah. Fucking down southwestern Sydney. Southwest, yeah. Liverpool, knocking on Liverpool's door. Yeah. Oh, that's right. all right. We'll, we'll get the rat, we'll get the kit, and we'll come back. <laughs> and you got coffee there, and you, and you can have that coffee for three <laughs> hours. It's so hot. The bloke gives it to you, mate, you've got to put a mitt on to get it. <laughs> A cup of lava, mate. It really is. Mate, I, I didn't realise the first time I had one. I took a sip. I couldn't taste it for three days. They are the hot man. The blisters off your tongue two days later. Why did I lick carpet? That's a shitty feeling, isn't it? Lebanese wrap. It's got yogurt in there. Some raw meat in there. Olives in there. Big fucking. Yeah, you're on the toilet for a cup. Tell you, bunged up for a week. Oh mate, straight through like a knife. Love it. Yeah. No, because there's heaps of um, sort of Lebanese community down there, so fucking, they're all yeah, across Maryland. the maps and that, man. They're fucking so where you live when you first moved I lived there for the first year of living here. Jesus, Jesus we're coming in. fucking short straw. Straight on. <laughs> <laughs> I come off, I got the, I never had anything. I never ever thought I'd even come there. It was a nice place, someone took the piss out of you. Yeah, yeah, Smithfield, mate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks, bro. Funny story, story. I'll get off at Sydney Airport. Oh, this is lovely. Then I'll go around, I've got to get, I've got to get a train to Granville. Oh fuck! Anyway, I get on the train. I'm going past all these stops, and I'm going, God, it's slowly getting worse and worse. <laughs> anyway, pull out Granville. I'll never forget it. Still, I've gone. Crikey, this is strange. <laughs> I'll go straight to the highway. <laughs> <laughs> 
part of the community oh, after that. Some of those fucking movies in the back with the doors shut beyond, they go, end of line. You just yeah. get jacked out. Oh, here we are. We're in here. All right, let's get stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> then I found, then I found me, they said, oh, there's, there's a beach called, have you gone to Bondi yet? I was all to the city. I was like, isn't this? Ended up going to Bondi. I was like, oh, this is, this is pretty cool. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing but people from Gloucester. Yeah. <laughs> a load of English. Pissed off Englishmen. Oh, brilliant. This will be brilliant. How much is an apartment here? Oh, too much, yeah. It's funny because Savickas, um, when he was out here, he, he spent a bit of time in Bondi, I think. Yeah. There's some pictures of him sitting down on the beach there. Yeah, that was See. a funny story. We dropped him from a hotel in the back of my camera, picking a roof line off his head. corner and Sean just sort of goes, ah, okay, this is where we're going to have you staying tonight, Zadrinus. And he goes, oh, lovely construction site. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sally! Is the nice restaurants? The restaurants. Wait, the hell are you going to? Yeah, he goes. He goes. He goes. Any nice restaurants? He goes. Yeah, Panthers Club. You like Pikes? That's your place. Imagine the dreams of one of his wife when he went Panthers. Crab Shack. How was your day yesterday? Yes, we went to Crab Shack. Okay, shouldn't wait a day, maybe. Since the seven hours, but in a few pictures. Anyway, cheers, boys. See you. He was gone, man. <coughs> oh, fuck. Well, so then we showed up to the airport, and Dan goes, We got a limousine. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to say He was there, not his wife, going, What the fuck? Fucking boy. Gang, Camry. The golf club's still in the boot. We Hold on to it. The suitcase has to stay here, mate. We've got no room. The best one was like, Tara, you seen a cassette player recently with Drinus? And he he kind of, he didn't, at this point, he wasn't even talking to me. He just nudged his wife. And I pushed him in and he sort of went, What am I doing? Oh, fuck, you're killing me. Oh, mate. Good times. Good times. Absolutely. It's funny, um, Seems to be a fucking pattern now. The biggies fucking pulled up when he had Clockoff come out to Adelaide. So Dmitry Clockoff, you know, he's a fucking Russian weightlifting World legend. Thing. And Biggie's picked him up in his caddy, his beautiful thirty one Cadillac at the fucking at the airport and they've had to go up to I think it was CrossFit Mount Barker, which is fucking steep like heading up the mountains here. <coughs> Next thing I see is clock off story. The fucking <laughs> caddy's overheating on the side of the fucking road. <laughs> Stefan's there working on it. He's there videoing. Friggin' all these top fucking help. Friggin' all these. Better use this all week. Just get a taxi, just get an Uber. It'd be easier. I'm sure we were cheaper to hire him. Well, as soon as we got. <coughs> I wonder my shocks are gone on the back of the frigging camera. <laughs> and Kazmaier and Savika's in there. Fucking hell. Well, we, we got the, you got the new one. So you yeah. got the U now. Got the U, so it's a bit more yeah, what'd you get? suitable. BT50. Oh, yeah, happy with it? Yeah, really happy. That's yeah, love the, it. That's the Mazda, right? Yeah, Mazda. Yeah, absolutely love it. A bit more but practical. A, yeah, a bit more practical. It's a owner anyway. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Here with borrowing vehicles and picking equipment up. Yeah, so. yeah. The thing is, look, get it? I was going to look in the back. I'm looking at the tray. <coughs> there's no, there's no, there's no tray liner in there. It's just, well, just, just metal. metal, yeah. I haven't done that for years. 
Yeah, I've got a phone. I've got to buy a plane. <laughs> 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 Probably cost you another thousand bucks. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Ah, mm. oh, well, that's all right. That what do you do? Good choice. Yeah, no, a bit different to the Camry. Mm. Mystic cassette player, though. Well, what are you going to do with all your fucking tapes now? Hey. What are you going to do with all your fucking tapes now? <laughs> 90s hits. Fuck yeah. Mixtape, made your own mixtapes. <laughs> off the fucking <laughs> radio. <laughs> 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 oh, I used to have a 1974 HQ, it was my first car. Same thing, I was carting around fucking tapes everywhere. Love it. Unreal. Can't be it. Unreal. Still got the old man's Queen Night at the Opera cassette. So it's like, I don't know, when you die, I don't want anything, just give me that cassette. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably worth a million fucking dollars, <laughs> yeah. the last cassette left in history. And Queen, and bloody good, good album, mm-hmm. that one. Okay, well, actually, Kaz in the back was another one, wasn't he? Kaz in the front, mate, he won't go anywhere else. <laughs> no. Right, Sean, you'll sit in the back. Sean's sideways in the fucking back seat. I was, right. My legs split across the hand side on Kaz's side. And he kept turning around, roasted you, didn't he? He's like, fucking hell, I can talk to someone He was giving it to you. Yeah, yeah. he fucking hell, I must have upset him or something, I don't know. Hey, gee, what a go, didn't he? What, like, full out? Yeah, Just take the piss. He has a proper crack. But he was he was a, he was a good bloke when he he was a good bloke. Uh, was, he had some stories. Was his um, fuck. He's been around longer than any really now, hasn't he? Yeah. No. <coughs> who's still who's still around from that era? Like Cap- even Capes is hanging on by his fingernails. Just Cap- Yeah. Fucking John Paul obviously long gone. Jamie Reeves is still around. Yeah. So not really visible. I think he's sort of pulled back. Pulled back. Yeah, yeah. He uh, <coughs> was fascinated with my size. How much I ate? <laughs> Call me a liar. Not really. Call me a liar. It was a What do you eat? Oh, pardon? What do you eat? <laughs> Tell him what I eat. What else do you eat? <laughs> like, that's it. What else do you actually eat? Fucking like, <laughs> yeah. hell, mate. Nice to meet you. We'll drop, we'll drop him off at the next station, Dan. <laughs> Get rid of this fucker. He's <laughs> asking too many questions already. Uh, roast that was wind. 44. 44, 45 degrees. Yeah, I did a seminar. That, I might. It's about 7,000 fucking degrees. <laughs> Fuckles a hot summer. Out. I'll give him, give him credit. He did a proper good seminar, talking, he gave yeah. as much value as he could. Andy we, had to, we had to stop him. And yeah. he was, you know, at his age and his yeah. health complications. He's like 65 or some shit. <laughs> yeah, he's in his late 60s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweating buckets, changed about his top four or five times. Yeah, changed his shirt. Just wanted to keep, keep giving out. Fuck um, him. You know what it's like. Penner's <laughs> 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 Which means it's probably the hottest suburb in the planet. Yeah. We've had <coughs> like one day it was the hottest, 47 and a half degrees. It was yeah. the, the oh, hottest sorry. place on planet Earth. On the Earth, yeah, which is insane. <laughs> I kept, came in here to drop off, like to stop the fridge, and yeah. when one of our guys, Cavoy, was in here squatting. Well, yeah, that was what are you doing, mate? Getting my sets in. Like, no, you're not. In Go trousers. On. Yeah, in trousers. Trousers, fuck. <coughs> 47 degrees outside, 52 with the tin roof in here. Yeah, it's the same over at last round, I'll get the same. Walking, it's fucking 80 Sword. degrees hotter inside. Yeah. It's like, well, nothing to it. I remember going over to Belfast a few years ago for a comp over there, and all the Polish blokes were there whinging, and it was because it was summer over there, it was the middle of the year, all the blokes were fucking, it was 25 degrees in my fucking gym the other day, and I burst out laughing. I said, can it's winter back home. And it's <laughs> fucking 25 <laughs> degrees in the gym. It's cold day. Fucking 45 in my something. They, they thought I was taking the piss. Yeah, you don't understand. Uh, whatever. Nah, I wouldn't. That's um. It's funny. I used to complain about it, but I, I sort of see it as a bit of a, a challenge now. Like trying now, obviously, be, you know, don't be stupid about it and kill mm. yourself. But I find these days I acclimatise better to it. You just tolerate it, and all that shit adds, adds to the toughness, isn't it? I was talking to the lads the other day, and then 
it's, it's one of those things is you have to kind of endure hardships it's the only way to get tougher yeah absolutely until you've endured them how do you know you can do them yeah do you, them. you went to the sauna the living well near us <laughs> i couldn't get it hot enough i was like this is nothing i mean this gym all day and it, honestly it was, so was saying then i was like this is nothing yeah, like, i was working pointless. a hotter fucking gym than the sauna yeah yeah, yeah. it was like i'm getting a better effect coaching on the floor oh. <laughs> I was in the sauna I was like yeah, yeah. just leave yeah it's, it's yeah. it gets whirly hot <coughs> well, that's just how it is man because <coughs> the fucking gym's cold too mm. it's just you know nothing like I remember James saying when he went back over to Scotland for a few years he's fucking had to shovel 12 feet of snow away from the door before he could even get the fucking gym <laughs> yeah. so that'd be the workout mate shovel the snow and fuck off yeah done that yeah. a few times mm. yeah I don't I do miss snow but I don't miss having yeah, to move out of the way. You can go in the snow for a day here. Yeah. It, it looks pretty and all that, and then you can fucking go home and not be wet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Over there, roads are closed and you can't get to work. The hill we used to live on, we couldn't get off the hill. Just, oh, really? Yeah. Proper shuts it down. Yeah, just closed because it was windy, yep. a steep hill. They yeah. just closed the exits and just stay up there and yeah. just go sledging, whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Fucking hell, sounds better than working anyway. <laughs> it's good fun. Oh, dear. Alright. It's an hour and a half. Well, you up for coming back and having a chat with Gov as well, mate? Yeah, I am. When do you want to do it? <laughs> um, let's tee it up. He's in tonight. I'll check with him and I'll put your message. That's cool. Yep. Saturday's out for me. Yeah, that's I've fine. Got some shit on, but other than that, I'll, I should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Try and work some out. That'd be good. Chats yeah, that'd be good. We have a fucking shoot the breeze yeah. in the old times. Where can people find you? What's the easiest way to. Um, See what you're just up to. Luke Blue Mount Reynolds on Instagram is probably the easiest. Nice. Um, I gave Facebook the flick a little while ago. But um, that's probably the best one, yeah. Easy. Awesome Instagram. What's yours? <laughs> if you're interested in watching steak in the evening. If you, <laughs> if you get more, more interaction from your steak cooking than, than I do from I any lifting video. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, yeah. Just giving the people what they want. Like, yeah. Yeah, everybody hates lifting. The, the, daily, the daily steak <laughs> update. If you want to see my daily steak and mayonnaise updates, be Wally10. <laughs> Sean 2.0 I post once a month yeah. <laughs> if Dan takes a photo of me it's about the last six posts Dan's taking the photo for me he's my personal photographer at DNS Strength Collective DNS.com for apparel and uh, we'll chat to you next time thanks thanks guys cheers, 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 cheers lads